welcome to Can You Keep a Secret, part of the Pull Tab Sports family. Uh, Tom, how's life? What's what's new with you? It's going great. Um, there's not a whole lot new, but it's going pretty good. We went on a golf trip. It was fantastic. What did you think of it? What do you think of playing 36 holes in one day? Not a fan at all. Um, I'm a 9 to 18 max, but... It was fun. I mean, we we did the scramble part on the back. Um, it's a tough spot because um, the last, the second 18, the quarry is definitely more difficult than the front 18, the legends. But it was fun. I had a good time. You? It was good. What did you think of the signature hole at the quarry? I loved it, but Nick Guzzo hated it. He mocked it. Yeah, he found it to be underwhelming. Very underwhelming. You know, when you look at signature holes, um, I don't even know how they come up with that, do you? Well, I think like if you look at the uh, Giants Ridge, we got the giant bear print. That's, that's, pretty, a, that's, that's pretty cool. Dope. That was super cool. It gives you some Jurassic Park vibes, like some creatures had walked through here and made the sand traps and such. You but think they did that? I don't know what if that's a real footprint or not. It might be. It could be man-made. Um, did you find the mosquitoes to be also Jurassic Park sized? Yeah, because I have something on my ankle bone that I think will finally, the swelling should come down sometime in 2026. I think when you get a bug bite and it immediately turns into a bunion, that's a serious <laughs> pterodactyl. Actually, mine is like, I almost feel like I have a walking boot on. <laughs> um, another surprise, uh, how... Um, easy it was to get gluten-free buns in, uh, <laughs> in Eveleth, Minnesota. Yeah, Did, that, do you think like Mayasich is celiac and he's just been to some of these? They were all over. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it goes to show you how uh, woke and progressive Eveleth and Gilbert is. It's, yeah. You were, you were, in, you were in heaven. Every place we went, it was just like done. I just want to point out that we bought a breakfast sandwich from a window at a golf course where being, they had being destroyed by mosquitoes destroy and the, the bug spray they sold us i believe came in a gasoline can i think they got it from chernobyl and i asked her as a joke i was like hey you know obviously you probably got a gluten-free bun for the breakfast sandwich and she said you bet i do honey i think yeah, she called me honey nothing's better though to go into nick's bar and gilbert with four <laughs> guys who they know are definitely not from there ordering white claws and asking about gluten-free crust and nothing reeks like uh metro douchebags did then. you did you think that my <clears throat> my joke went over well there with the if your name's nick can do you get a free drink i think it it, it didn't go over well and then you kept tripling quadrupling down on it so i think that made it worse it was doubly offensive because each time i would ask i was asking a different waitress right but my brother thought they were all the same waitress well the best part is you notice where we sat there and it wasn't that long but i think during the time we showed up there were three waitresses behind the bar and by the time we left two of them were sitting next to us yeah and they, so i think that kind of sums up the nightclub that was in our place i i also want to point out we did the old man thing. So there was a, uh, there was a couple, there was four cart girls that we would have interacted with in 36 holes. Um, and we said, you know, where we did like the old guy thing, like, Hey, where would you guys go out? You know, if you were going out on a Friday night, cause you want to be someplace where there's some young people. And one of them recommends a place. I think it was called the whispering bird. Was that what it was called? I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So we walk in. It smelled like kidney dialysis in there. It's filled with old people. So she clearly was like, for you, I would suggest Friendship Village. Yeah. You know, there's lockers, well, there's lockers for your alcohol. You know, there's um, hot tubs that you can get raised in and out of. <laughs> it wasn't a great feeling to walk in there and go, this is what she thinks of us. Now, you know, it's so funny, too, because, you know, when you even today, I was at a place in Stillwater where you got to get the right people out there that can like our bartender that we had at uh, boomtown. Great. Just um, phenomenal. Alex. P great personality dealt with our kind of nonsense understands that's part of the shtick quick with a smirk. Yeah. And good at their job. But man, that girl that sent us that way, I wasn't, she was about as happy to be out there as me uh, at the dentist. Her name was Autumn, and to be fair, it's summer. So yeah, that's she's, true. This is not a great time of year yeah. for her. Yeah, that's true. Oh. 
I uh, I put my jet ski in the water last night. I thought of you. Is that a metaphor for something? No, that's oh, that's a euphemism. Oh, no, you, that's oh. a real jet ski. Oh, there you go. You're always one step ahead of me. Um, so right across. I thought the street, a euphemism was so some lung disease. Uh, I don't know. Euthan oh, that's emphysema. Sorry. Euthanasia is where you kill someone. That's I'll old. tell you what. Then throw that on me later this week. But the uh, the jet ski is parked across the street at my neighbor's dock, so I don't even have to walk down to the shared dock. I could start my morning like I could have a cup of coffee and spin around the lake on the jet ski oh, every morning. Why would you do that? I don't know. Maybe to make me happier or better at my job. Like little Isla Kenny Powers, maybe yeah. put an American flag draped around your shoulders. Yeah, maybe a big flag in the back. You I, should start doing that. Then eventually, like 10 years from now, you'll be that guy. I think like, I... So, so kids will be on the dock and going, oh, there's that John King. He's been doing that for 10 years. Not a bad way to start the day. I, I think you're right, though. Big um, stick with a flag on it. Yeah. You know how sometimes you just see a pickup with like a wooden stick and then a American flag yeah. flapping in the bed. Yeah, I, love I think it. it's got to be like that. Oh, I think it's a great idea. Same people that have like we the people painted on the back of their truck window. I think we saw a couple of those up there. That's when yeah. you, you don't want to cut those people off. <laughs> those people, there's there's a simmering anger beneath them. Hey, so we got a couple uh sponsors that we should talk about have you tried your chill boys underwear i you know i haven't um i think Good my start. son connor connor has and he liked it a lot i will did the I underwear like do you know if the underwear cooled your son's privates haven't had that in-depth conversation with him yet <laughs> he didn't cover probably won't him. can you give me a signal if it has it made your privates cooler Okay, Connor's here. He said it did. I don't think that's the language they use. I don't think they say privates on Amazon at all. But Chill Boys, bamboo boxer briefs. It's like menthol for your man parts. It it everything feels cooler, comfort where it counts. Well priced. It's going to come in almost like a zipper bag. It feels like it just came out of the fridge on a August day where your AC kicks out and you're just putting your face in the fridge. Imagine doing that for the area of your body that gets the most swampy. That's what Chill Boys is all about. Keeping things cool, comfort where it counts. Check it out at chillboys.com. That was, that was, they should pay more for that. I know that was a lot. Hey, I want to get into your, um, you did something on the trip that was so cool. Um, we were out on Friday night and we went to Boomtown where Alex took care of us, the mm -hmm. bartender. And they had really good food. And I think you were in a position where you didn't know exactly which choice to make. Are you going to get ribs? I know you are a fan of, of meat, um, ribs and mac and cheese. Or are you, in fact, going to get the nightly special, which is all you can eat fish fry mm -hmm. with fries? And what did you decide to do? I got both. You got both. And they brought out two kind of cookie sheet situations. Mm -hmm. They set them exactly even in front of you. And you ate like you were on death row and it was your last meal of the day. You actually would do like five pull tabs, maybe dip into some fish, back to the pull tabs, one rib. You were so calm. Um, you were at your own pace. I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah, so I have a unique personality in the sense that I do this quite often. Um, if I get to a restaurant that I see multiple things I like, I'll order them. Which is so And then I'll great. share. Like I shared the fish. I yep. knew it was all you can eat. And the fish was phenomenal. The ribs, no one kind of jumped in on. So I got a half rack instead of a full rack and just kind of nibbled on them. We had mac and cheese and all that stuff. But I've been out with some other people where I might order some breakfast. I might order some lunch. I might order some dinner. And I just kind of pick at it. And you've said when you first debuted this, maybe with a club sandwich and some breakfast, some people can kind of be confused. Yeah. When you, when you yeah, they stare at you like, are you picking this up or am I picking this up? But I just kind of pick at it and then I share it. I just love the pace of it. Um, it was one of the cooler things I've ever seen. And if you can wash it down with Fireball yeah. and, a, and a White Russian. Yeah. I think. So it was good. And we won some tabs. I think that we did. We hit a 200. I think the... Uh, 
the ribs were just harder to get at. They were on yeah. the far right. Yeah, that, that was by purpose. So you had to get, I would have had to reach across you. Yeah, you know how that works. Not well. Or yeah. the other guys would have had to get up from there. Yeah. From their seats. <laughs> and you know their level of energy, that's not happening. No, after 36, my brother had the shoulder strap on. Um, hey, so Father's Day uh, this Sunday. Hopefully this will be out by then if Gabe can get his thing going. Um, what uh, What's that look like in your household? Um, definitely not as big as Mother's Day. Mother's Day is more of a celebration. Oh, yeah, that's a celebration. That's the balloons and the streamers and... Um, but well-deserved, right? You know, moms do all the heavy lifting. Um, I don't really know. I mean, my wife's talked a little bit about maybe brunch, um, do some, I guess, uh, Stillwater's got some county fair with food trucks. Okay. Uh, so we may check, check that out. I don't know. It'll be pretty chill. How about you? Uh, I, I don't know. I like to have it be a day where I get to control what we do, you know, like so maybe. What, what does that look like? I used to like watching the original Top Gun on Father's Day. <laughs> oh um, I probably will still do that again because I, I like when Viper's like, you'll get your Rio when you get there. And if you don't, call me, I'll fly with you. Wow. That makes me think of my father. Um, That's a, your father was a fighter my pilot? My still, <laughs> no, and he, he is not. He's, he's still alive as well. Love but he, dad. But Maverick's dad had passed. So I think it's a good Father's Day movie. Top Gun? Yeah, Maverick's dad died. Well, remember when Goose died? That's a pretty good moment. With the, the, you got to let him go, sir. He, he abandons his two-year-old son who ends up now being his yeah. arch nemesis and Maverick. Both can play the, the piano. Movie. The piano line is strong in the Goose household. They both And the Hawaiian shirts and the mustache. Yeah, you know, not to get off topic, but or it's on topic, but off subject. Um, they look identical. Miles Teller looks exactly like that Anthony Edwards yeah. I mean, very similar, not identical, very similar. So, okay, so keep going. So, Maverick. So, I like to watch Top Gun on, uh, I think, grilling. I, I'm probably a little late on the golf. Like, I don't have a tee time right now, so I'm probably screwed. Uh, I would have loved to play golf. Um, what, what about, uh, what do you grill, chicken? No, no, definitely not. Um, yeah, that's what I want that's for Father's Day. Joke. You know what I'm like? That's hey, could we get some? Uh, could we get some chicken? What would you say? Uh, five sides, at five minutes on each side. Yeah, I, I no, I would prefer a burger or a steak. As a matter of fact, I don't even really need to grill. Someone else can grill. Um, oh, that's funny. I like a thoughtful gift, not just a throwaway golf shirt or something. Like actually, like man, you know, spend a little time thinking about it. Didn't Stacy buy mittens? Or didn't you buy us something? We had a coat. A, we had a strange birthday. Uh, birthday yeah. yeah, April, April twenty fifth. So almost summer. Yeah, yeah. Winter gloves and winter jacket hmm. for sure on sale. So I don't. I think that's a sign you're getting older. Like when somebody buys you something because it was a deal, right? Yeah, it's like if you buy Christmas gifts the week after Christmas for the following year. Oh yeah, we've got some people in our yeah dna they do that that's like saving half of a diet coke with tinfoil on top of it and putting like, it in the fridge my wife's mother who's great she avid shopper after the holidays for things for the following year um we have a big guest on today i know the uh what would he even be he'd be like the grand poobah in the college hockey coaching food chain he's basically on top like the nick saban yeah, Bob Motzko. Uh, we're going to dig into it. You know, they've been to the Frozen Four two years in a row. Mm -hmm. This year it's in St. Paul, so we're going to get into to Bob a little bit. But I, I do got to – I'm going to do a couple sponsors here. Uh, does Will Anderson do your insurance? No, but if he called me, I might take a look at it. I'd like you to do that. Okay. He'll save you some money. I so like Will. Willie's a former golfer, so it's relevant that he's on today. He does uh, home auto. He he just picked up commercial insurance. So what's so, that? Like, like if you, that we would do? Yep. Or if you owned a handful of pizza shops or maybe you got a bunch of Jersey Mikes, um, he can insure that as well. He could insure Green Screen Studios. I wonder if mm. Gabe's called him. That's Willie Anderson. Um, he's going to explain insurance like it's a children's book, and he's basically going to insure you like it's his own family. <laughs> like, I like that. I like, I was just gonna and he'll say, answer, he's going to insure you like a child. 
He used to uh, he used to say, um, as a rule, stupidity is covered. Uh, I did have a moment with Will where uh, he said to me the other day, he said, it, um, he said my pontoon had come dislodged from the dock because mm-hmm. I don't know how to tie sailor knots, mm-hmm. and I'm not a Blake guy at all, and it was he's just banging into another boat. And you live Actually, on a lake. I don't want to say that on the record. Um, I don't know if it touched the other boat, but it had come. Beyond, okay, I have no idea. Probably didn't. Yeah, but um, he had been walking by, and he kind of tied it up. And when he was leaving, he said, uh, "He said, hey, um, you should get that insured, the pontoon." And I said, "Are you are you kidding? You know, it's already with you." Yeah, no, didn't have it insured. Oh, really? No, didn't even add it. So I, I've been living like dangerously uh, since 2017. Especially in that pontoon, the way you do it. Luckily, all I do is go from the dock to the beach, drink, and then back to the dock. So I, so I mean, responsibly, responsibly. So I, but it's going to be insured now by Will Anderson. So I got a good pontoon story, really quick. We were in Balsam Lake last Fourth of July. Kind of remembers this. Um, and we rented a pontoon, which was part of our rental. And so, of course, I'm not a anything. I'm not good at anything. But I'm like, all right, you're the the dad, so you have to drive it. So I'm tooling around Balsam Lake, pretty easy, you know, nothing dramatic. We're having the time of our lives until we have to dock it. Terrible. <laughs> With the wind. Oh, but the best part was my daughter's boyfriend, Connor, my other son, Cam, they jumped out there so pissed because I couldn't angle it in the right way. I'm YouTubing how to angle the freaking boat in. And then, of course, then the next time my wife's driving and she parks it like like she's a semi-truck driver of 50 years experience. And I think it was she's so totally different. Unreal. Unreal. I think she just got lucky. Yeah, it was pretty funny though. That's like you were on the tee box and it was super windy and then she tees off and it just immediately stopped. Well, then my whole life's pretty windy. I don't know. uh, I I don't feel confident. Uh, I think you have to be second generation lake person to feel comfortable out there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's a confidence with people that know what the heck they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you grew up, if you were sitting on your dad's lap steering a boat, when you were like four, mm-hmm. putting an anchor in and out when you barely could lift it, it's all good. Mm-hmm. If you're someone like us that comes in late in life, we're just an accident waiting to happen. Wow. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. And, and the best part, too, is the people are so nice and forgiving about it on the lake. The people that know what they're doing oh, yeah. are the best with people that don't know what yeah, they're they, doing. Yeah, they try to welcome you into the group. Yeah, yeah, it's unreal. Come on in. The water's warm. Yeah. How can we help you? Yeah, it might be one of the toughest crowds you're ever around. All right, we're going to do one more uh, ad read before Bob gets here. Why don't you pick which one we do here? How about a little Jimmy's? Yeah, well, it is slaw season. Mm -hmm. Um, You had some bad coleslaw up in... uh, and Evelyn, yeah, it the only th- thing that th- wasn't great. That was, yeah, it was super, I mean, it was just super bland. Well, if it had been Jimmy's, you would have had three slaws to choose from. Mm. Original, pineapple, fat-free. It wouldn't have been bland. You would have saved a spot at the table for slaw. You would have not slept on the slaw because mm-hmm. it is slaw season. And it would have been delicious. Crunchy, Minnesota-made, family-run down from Stewartville, Minnesota. I'm going to see the Jimmy's guys tomorrow. We're going to go to a concert tomorrow night. Who are you going to see again? I'm going to see Tyler Childers. At the Armory? At the Armory. Nice. With the Salad Barons from Stewartville. They're coming on in. They're going to say to Tyler, don't you be messing with my dress That's the best these mics have sound. I'm not used to the God, noise canceling. So, literally, that is so creepy. It's unbelievable. It's great. Um, so, yeah, don't sleep on the slaw. It's slaw season, folk. If you got floating keys, if you've heard a leaf blower in the last two weeks, that's those are all signals that it's time to eat slaw and good slaw. So now we have uh, the head coach of the University of Minnesota, Golden Golfers, back-to-back Frozen Four appearances, Skyuma, Pride on Ice, Mr. Robert Motsko. Do you watch Stanley Cup playoffs? We were talking about it last night. First round, everyone's glued to it. And, you know, it's just a war going on in the first round. And now, you know, a couple of series, you know, weren't real good. And and, uh, I shouldn't say, 
you know, they weren't as exciting as the first round. Uh, but now we're, we're peeking in and, and big win by Florida to, to get back in the series. But they're they're up against a they're up against a tough spot right now. I know. What do you think of uh, Kachuk, a guy like that, just running around and chewing the mouth guard? <laughs> uh, chip <laughs> off the old block, his dad. Uh, it's it's a genetic thing with the with with that family, but. When talent, tough, you know, ornery, and you know, and he, I really think he's willed that that team. Uh, he's willed them to get better, uh, and guys buy buy into that 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 grit and that toughness, and uh, and he's just had a heck of a year. Are there any lessons from the Stanley Cup? Like, you know, I do a thing with Carter with the Wild, and he swears that. Um, warm climates do better in the Stanley cup because of like vitamin D. And he says, you know, it's returning to big giant players. And you kind of see that with Vegas. Vegas is a big, big, heavy team with a lot of depth. As you watch it as a coach, you know, going through that, do you, are there any, do you pick up anything like, Oh, it seems like goalies or do you get anything out of this? Yeah. I mean, I I think all of us coaches, uh, you know, I know we're taping all all the games and, and then uh, uh, we might pick, pick apart uh, uh, special teams, penalty kill power play things. Uh, uh, I I think the big thing that's caught my eye again, once more is, is like, like Florida on their forecheck, like, like how, how tenacious they are and, and get on the puck in uh, some teams that were having success uh, were those teams. And then with Vegas is some, I mean, their decor is monsters and, and they're just hard and they're, they're, they're very well coached and, and they just don't give much up, but I, I've loved the aggressiveness. I love the, the teams that get after it and, uh, that was the excitement with, uh, you got to stay healthy. And that's, that's the thing that you don't know. Like none of us know what's going on behind the scenes with those teams. Those there's players that are wore down. There's players that will go into surgery right after the season. And, and so it's a, it's a war of attrition for a lot of those teams. But, uh, I, I, I like the aggressive teams, the teams that get after it and, and with tenacity. And that's why I've really been glued to Florida. <laughs> Yeah, they've been fun. So we're winding it way back to Austin, Minnesota. Best I can tell, Martin Zeller's three years younger than you. You got any overlap with the uh, the Gear Daddy's front man down in Austin? Okay, I, I, yeah, I, I do because I went to school with the Zellers uh, in, in high school, so I'm not going to claim that we're all best friends. But <laughs> I, now I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to go with it. My sister, uh, one of the Zellers first, uh, they played in, in our garage. I was gone, so I had a younger sister. So I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, <laughs> I, that uh, Before they were the Gear Daddy. That, I love uh, that. They might have played in the garage. So, um, so we interviewed Martin back in the day, and he said, growing up in Austin, you know, it was it was rugged, meatpacking town, blue collar town. Learned some lessons. Uh, he had a little chip on his shoulder coming out of there. What was it like for you growing up in Austin? I just I just remember sports. Uh, you know, uh, there were 500 in my graduating class. So it's a, you know, when people hear that, it's a, it was a big yeah, high it's school. A big school. Uh, you know, but football, hockey, baseball, and in, in our group, we just rolled from one sport to the next, but that's all you had was that kind of drug you through. And, and we moved into Austin and, and my next door neighbor, uh, Jim Sack. Uh, he's the brother, legendary John Marshall coach, Gene Sack was the president of the Youth Hockey Association. And he asked, he knocked on our door, said, how many boys you got? My dad said three. He goes, all right, they're all playing hockey. And that's how I got into hockey. It's like the census. <laughs> you had no choice when the president's right across the street and and and, uh, and everybody had a pile of kids and you just played sports and you went from one to the next. In, in Austin, historically, great sports town. You know, they, they, they dominated in the 60s and 70s with 50, 50s, 60s, 70s with football and baseball and basketball. Um, so I was very fortunate to grow up there. You ever eat spam? I never had spam till I met my wife who had lived in Hawaii and it's a big thing in Hawaii. Yeah. Never had oh. spam at all till. And yeah. you? Uh, I, I know, but I've heard like even hipsters now, they do kind of like the pineapple spam pizza and stuff. Okay. Like I think that yeah. might be, I don't know what you're, yeah. what do they do in Hawaii? It's, I guess it's just a great, 
It's one of the things they got there that everybody's into. I bet it's on that King's Hawaiian bread, that sweet bread with a little little spam on it. We should try that. I like <laughs> maybe for, we should do that for yeah. the for the Gophers this year. Um, hey, what were you like as a player? You know, I was looking back. Waterloo Blackhawks, Austin Mavericks. You won a Clark Cup, Anderson Cup with Dubuque. You're you're spending the month of June looking at every player on the planet. What would young Bob Motzko have looked like? <laughs> well, would, I, you know what? What would your notes say? I, I, well, I, I, I'll, I'll, I was the best summer hockey player that there was. Uh, I wasn't that good in the winter, but I could really play in the summer when it was open hockey, not a lot of hitting. Uh, uh, Vitamin D. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, is you know, like like all guys, you, uh, I like to score goals. I like to be on the offensive side, and I didn't get there as much as I wanted, but I got enough to uh, to keep me interested in the game and, and really become a love and a passion for it. And um, what really turned Austin was the Austin Mavericks. Uh, they they got a USHL team. And Lou Verrero was one of the first coaches to come in and coach a couple Olympic teams and one of the great ambassadors for USA hockey. So if you were playing hockey and then started to see, you know, the Vulcans would come to town and the, the old uh, Sioux City in, in Waterloo. And, and that's what turned me uh, uh, to, you know, baseball was my sport until the awesome Mavericks came to town. And, and, that, and it, that introduced me to hockey at a higher level and away we went. Was winning the Clark Cup, a, was that a big deal for you as a player? Was that kind of the first moment of like, wow, this could be a bigger thing for me? For, or? Sure. for sure. I mean, like that team, uh, so we played for the Waterloo Blackhawks my first year, and then that summer they sold our team. Uh, so Skate Sharpener, there were, I think six returned, Jack Barzee was the coach, uh, legendary coach. We went to Dubuque. And so we same team, just new name. And then little history, the Waterloo Blackhawks then bought the Hennepin Nordiques. Uh, and the, all the Hennepin players went down mm -hmm. to Waterloo. Uh, and um, that team in Dubuque was, was uh, you know, we won, we won everything that year. We won the Clark Cup, Anderson Cup, and the national tournament. And, <laughs> uh, and ironically, I was just in Green Bay uh, last week, and that's where we won the national title. And the little motel we stayed at right by the old Brown County is still sitting there. And I took pictures of it and sent it uh, to one of my roommates that was on that team. And, and, um, uh, it was, it was special, special time you know, Dubuque, a meatpacking town, knew nothing about hockey, but very quickly as the season got going, we sold out like probably after the first month, every game, the rest of the year. And, um, you know, and if you know, we were celebrities in Dubuque, Iowa, I bet, I bet collar popping. So you play a couple, you know, play at St. Cloud and then, Herb Brooks, how, how does the coaching thing happen? How do you, does, who kind of reaches out their hand to you or do you raise your hand? How do you get into the, how do you cross over as a coach? Well, the, the, so I, I, I you know, the, I was at the University of Minnesota for two years. Yep. With, uh, and Brad Buteau cut me twice. And I, I think that's still one of the great stories. <laughs> I literally cut me twice. Uh, and then uh, it was after, you know, I, if I wanted to play hockey, I had to leave. I mean, I had to find something. But John Perpich got the job for the Minnesota Gopher assistant. He took the head job at St. Cloud State, and they wanted to do bigger things there. And John Perpich, big Perpich, big name, uh, Gopher, um, uh, great person, uh, great coach. Uh, four of us transferred uh, there. Uh, Mike Brodzinski, Paul Miller, Jeff Tillett, and myself transferred to St. Cloud. And two years of playing there, but I still had a, a year of school to go. And then how crazy, if you think back to 1987, you know, uh, Perpich takes the Ferris State job and St. Cloud's got to hire. And I, I love this story. St. Cloud's got to hire a coach. So the AD goes, I'm going to call Herb Brooks. Like someone yeah. had to call him and then Herb <laughs> took the call. I'm going to call Paul McCartney. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, we're talking 87, seven years removed from 1980. And, and you know, he'd been in the NHL uh, I, I just right, right after New York. And Herb took the call and said, all right, I'll do it. I mean, I don't know how it all played down, but Herb Brooks comes to St. Cloud State. And I, at that time, and I, I might be off on some of my details, but there was talk of a five-year plan to move St. Cloud State from Division Two to, to Division One, And Herb did it in one year. Hmm. And so and Craig Dahl came in as his assistant. And I, I remember I knocked on the door in the, uh, in the spring, late in spring, and Craig handed me a packet. Here's your workout. 
I said, no, no, I'm not here to work out. I said, I want to, I want to get into coaching. Is there any chance that, you know, you need any help? And he said, well, let me talk to Herb and, and we'll see what goes. And the next day he came in and goes, yeah, we're, we'll put you to work. So he gave me, he gave me a stack of, of uh, envelopes I had to run to the mailroom. So that's, I started carrying envelopes to the mailroom and, and then, you know, that fall Herb showed up and, and how fortunate I was to be on that staff. And, and, you know, they, they let me be part of all, you know, all the, everything that went in, I, you were just a sponge taking it in. I, I like people ask, I don't remember. I just knew I loved what I was doing. And then, uh, then I went from there to the USHL and, uh, started my journey. So were there any kind of, uh, with Herb or even doll, any like bumper stickers you remember or things they always did or phrases they had, you know, um, that you find yourself still remembering now, or is it, is it just a blur? It's, it's kind of a blur. I just, I, I do remember the, you know, the, the attention to detail, uh, the, the word on the street was like, Herb was just going to be around a couple of days a week and, and on weekends. And there was no truth to it. He was the first one in the office. He was there every day. Uh, and he put everything he had into coaching and, and, and the detail that went behind it. So I'm really still a player in heart. And you didn't realize the, the, the you know, I, I do remember one thing he said, you give the players everything they need that way. They can never blame you if it doesn't work. And, and, um, yeah, probably one of the things I remember and, and just, the uh, the detail down to even, there was a poker chip they put on the stall and, and, you turned it over if you needed your skate sharpened or you left it one way. And he, that was a little detail. That, that's things you start that I'm sure he picked up somewhere and, and all of us coaches, we're all thieves, you know, coaches, <laughs> are, we, you know, I've never made anything up. I've stolen everything that I've, that, I, that I've ever done. So. You had something? Oh no. I mean, that just, it's super, super interesting. I guess that one of the questions I had is based on what you just said, <clears throat> do you still take things from other coaches? Oh gosh. Yes. <clears throat> Like you, yeah, all, all the time. Um, and and what was healthy for me in, in my, you know, I, I don't want to talk about my career, but but you know, I, I worked for all the Italians, you know, Saratori, Lucia, uh, uh, one Ukrainian in Guazdecki, um, yep. uh, Mazzolini, um, her, you know, Herb Brooks, and and I moved around and never by a design because sometimes and I've and I've told that to a lot of young people like the experience that I got from moving to run my own program in the USHL be an assistant coach for 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 Saratori for uh, Guazdecki Lucia Mazzolini you can't help but pick stuff up I mean it was invaluable and not those are just the head coaches then the plethora of assistant coaches that you're around when you're when you're in this thing uh, uh, that's your journey. And, and, you know, when you're young, it's trial and error. And then you kind of gravitate to the things that, 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 you know, that, that fit your, your, your personality and how you want to do it. And, and you got to be a good thief. Do you look for your assistants to bring something that you don't bring when you look at your assistants? Well, that's, you know, the old standard, you're going to hear it. You know, you don't want a yes guy. You don't want someone, you don't want anyone to be afraid to mm -hmm. tell you that you're wrong and shut the door on you and, and, and tell you what's going on. And, and, uh, you want to be on the same page. You, you want, you want, you know, great loyalty, you know, mm -hmm. as, as you go through your season and the, you know, I'm sure every sport's going to tell you, but the great thing in our sport is we just have such doggone good people and, and surround yourself with good people and, and you're, you got something going. So I uh, let's talk about that. You got a big group coming back. It's pretty amazing. Frozen fours in St. Paul this year. I remember at the press conference when you said something about Logan Cooley coming back. And I thought you were joking. Just like you, you said, like, well, it's going to be even better next year. And you just, I mean, you were basically just laughing, like, because obviously he's gone. And uh, and then he's, he's staying. Um, did you know at the time he was going to stay and you were just kind of tongue in cheeking the media? Or, you know, I mean, it's amazing. All these guys coming back, right? Cooley, well, Close, uh, Snuggerud. It's going to be great. Yeah, I, I. Honestly, deep down, I felt, I mean, it, the, he definitely could have left, but I felt all along he'd be back. I really did. Um, 
and, and I'm only going, you know, what we, we've had going like last year, Brock, it started a year ago when Brock Faber walked back in and I'm coming back coach and, and no meeting from me. And, and, um, Lacombe comes back, Ryan Johnson comes back. And those guys, when, when players like that come back, the younger guys understand why they're back. Like that, that, that they're not back just for themselves or back for the program. They're back f- for the team. And they, and that's, you know, that's the greatest thing for a coach is when you've got players that are all in and uh, we had, you know, we, and we've had that, we've had it for some time. Uh, kids that are re- really buying into uh, uh, their journey at the university of Minnesota and playing, you know, golden goal for hockey and it feeds itself. And, um, and then it just, you know, uh, just a personal thing. I, I, you know, the NHL is there, you know, these players that come in, you know, the track record, you know, not talk just about Logan Cooley, but the players that stay, Oshie stayed three years. Jonathan Tave stayed two years. I mean, you go down the list, Boldy stayed two years. Um, you know, the, the list of players that have stayed two and three years, Blake Wheeler stayed three years. Alex Goligoski stayed three years. Uh, far outweigh the one and dones in, in ice hockey, and those are things that you do. You present and in, in, in you show, and, and you know you hope, you know. And, I, and I'm never going to hold a player back. Uh, you know, hard thing. We'll put you. You know, we'll drive to the airport when it's time to go. Um, but that's it's a big bad world when you go to that to play with the big boys, and, and these guys have to grow up. But do you attribute that to the program? Meaning, like, because we were talking about this the other day. The U has such a legendary program that these kids know they're still going to be developed, right? If they take another year, plus they, <clears throat> excuse me, plus they want to still be a college student. They they experience the experience is as important as jumping into something uh, that they know that that's there when they're ready. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think it's you know it's it's one more step in education because you know it no young player wants to hear it, but there is an end date. It's got an expiration date and it's a lot earlier in life than these guys know. And, and a lot of them are, you know, have to do something else. You just can't not do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and you get that from all the retired players that, that, you know, yeah, you, you have to have the alarm clock go off in the morning and, and have something you love to do. And so, you know, education, not the only thing, but it sure does help. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, I, I think it's, what an experience, right? So even, you know, Nyes is playing in the playoffs. He's in Toronto. I'm sure everybody in the world knows who he is, good and bad. But but he's also sitting in a room. Half the kids, half the guys have kids. You know, he, I mean, you can't underestimate being the big man on campus, rolling into Sally's, you're on the list, you know, down the basement. I mean, it's a... It's a different experience. That well, college, it's no different than LeBron James wishing he was still wearing that green headband playing in high school. I mean, it's it's pure as as pure as it can be, you know. And those are your buddies. Those are your <laughs> and you're just your with buddies. your guys. Yeah. Everybody's the same age. Yeah. You're all playing for free. You know, it's yeah. great. And the great thing that that you know, and I, and I've talked about it uh, that that you know, I'm so fortunate that. You know, and I, I do. There are so many times I'm walking into Mariucci and I, I I'm the coach here. Like, I'm from Austin, Minnesota. Uh, you know, I told the story a long time ago when I was an assistant with Don Lucia. And, and we had, it was, we were in the office and we had to do something up on the concourse. And we're, we're jogging from up the concourse. And he stopped and grabbed my arm. He goes, I'm from Grand Rapids. You're from Austin. You believe we work here? And I go, that's it, awesome. It's kind of cool. It, like, it, it is. And, um, and so, I, like, I'm where I'm going with this is I fully know that that I am. Uh, it's just my turn. I get a chance to run this program, and but there have been so many legendary coaches that have been there. It's just our turn and, and to do our best job. But to watch our fans coming back right now, mm-hmm. like, and our fans have never went anywhere. You know, our thing was there were a lot of reasons why. Uh, um, you know, that, that things had gone a little sideways with our fans and it wasn't just winning. It was, you know, season ticket prices, the big 10. I think, I think I'm going to go there. Everybody now is forgiving that the big 10 and and they think we had a choice and Mm -hmm. we, we didn't. Uh, and it's pretty darn good hockey, but, but how exciting right now for, for all of us to be a part of that and what happened with our, how our fans have come back here at Mariucci and our student section, the electricity in the building, but what happened in Tampa, that was crazy. 
to, to see. Oh, it was so great. Uh, hey, well, let's talk about Tampa. I uh, Did you get any of those wings at Hat Tricks? No. Oh, that, you got to go. So that is the greatest spot for the Frozen Four ever, right? I mean, did you just... It was amazing, right? Walking around, and I heard you went on like a five mile walk or something. Did yeah, you get lost? I, I, every day I did. I mean, <laughs> the winter we all had, but yeah. everywhere you went, there were people. All everywhere. you saw was gophers and alumni. Like, and I've been to maybe 13, 14 frozen fours, and 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 you usually see all the jerseys run around. All I saw was gophers. Now I don't know if I was just on the right street or or the right path, but you know, John, if you were there, you saw it and. It, you know, and part of it was, I think, the winter we had. And it's in Tampa. Now, I did get a nasty, uh, uh, you know, I always have to watch what I say, you know, in, in this, because, you know, fans love to beat you up. And, like, because I was bragging what a great spot it was. And, you know, and, and don't forget it's in St. Paul next year. And, yeah. yeah, we're excited that it's in St. Paul. But let me tell you, it was pretty cool being in Tampa. And if you were there, you understood why. And, and uh, the only thing that was wrong for us was the last three and a half minutes. Uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it's funny. I was watching the, uh, I watched the 2017 World Juniors. Just, I was just looked at it today because you had coached that team to a gold medal. And, and it was amazing watching that game because there's about 10 times Canada could have won the game or you could have won the game. You got to shoot out. I mean, it's, it's, it's razor thin. So when you get into a championship game like Quinnipiac and you, even like Herb said, right, do everything you can so that they can't say you didn't do everything. I mean, once you get there, um, how do you process that? Cause it's like a coin flip. It really it's, is. It's a missed net. It's, it's so many tiny little things that get analyzed. And you you just nailed it. We could have lost that gold medal game. You know, we were down by two twice, I believe. You were. Uh, um, come from behind. Then, it, you know, it goes into a shootout. But it's a player's tournament. And, and I've always believed that, that you know, I, I subscribe to the team with the most talent. It gets off the bus. The most talent usually wins. Uh, and you let your players play, you put them in the best positions. You know, I, I, there were some crazy, like in Tampa, I, I was accused of playing a defensive third period. We didn't change, like we were 22 and 0 with a lead after two periods. Mm -hmm. Do you think I changed anything yeah. after two periods? Right. You know, our guys were nervous, but give Quinnipiac credit. Like they're a good team. They were old and grizzled and it's not, and they were, they were dialed in defensively, you know, and uh, it just, it came down to, you know, I, I still don't like the penalty call at the end of the game. And, and uh, uh, like a lot of people that, that they were able to go six on four and tie it up. Uh, that's sports. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the occupational hazard sometimes of sports. And I, um, well, it's funny. Cause uh, I heard that same thing too. I'm like, this is a guy that would like to win a game five to four, more than two to one. And he's not sitting on the bench screaming, ice it to Brock Faber. I'm like, what am I missing here? But people go crazy. But the parody of college hockey right now, it is so hard to win a national championship. It's not like it was 25 years ago. You know, I mean, I was sitting at that Marriott bar afterwards and I'm thinking, Damn, it's hard because the year before, you know, we beat BU, we get to the championship, you're taking steps forward, but it is just, it's just razor thin. It's a penalty. It's a miss net. You know, what was it like after the aftermath of that? Um, you know, uh, even your next week, uh, what, what was the Tampa experience? How did it, how did it end up? Well, you, you know, you're numb, you, you know, your kids put their whole heart, everyone did their whole heart and soul into that, the devastation in the locker room uh, um, by our players, especially our older guys that, that, you know, I mean, the Brock Faber put every single piece of his, his heart and soul into that. You know, I'm just using him as one example. Yep. Um, and, and. I mean, they were devastated that plane ride home that night and it hurt. I mean, um, but we'll, we'll heal. We'll get back after it. I mean, you do it sports and, 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 uh, um, you know, we're going to, you know, you can't help if you, if you take this job, you're going to, you got to put up yeah. with criticism. Yeah. Uh, especially it, here. Oh yeah. It, it, it's crazy. But, but I'll go to your thing on, on 25 years ago at the start of a season, 25 years ago, there were probably eight teams that year that could win a national title. 
And the next year it might be a different eight in a couple cycling. Yep. But maybe there were 12 teams that that just cycled through that really had their only chance to win it. And now, you know, we get 16 teams again into the tournament. And I know our fans don't want to hear it or they're going to think, well, here's, you know, um, coach, you know, the parity that you have now. There might be 25 teams that could win a national title. It's just hard to get into the 16 now. And, and then the 16 teams that get in, you need two weeks in a row where, where everything goes your way. Yeah. And, and we were darn near flawless for, for two weeks. And um, I have to keep my focus on that with our program. And, and, you know, we did the right things. Um, we have the right players. We have the right leadership. Uh and, and, you know, we have to self-analyze if there's some things we can do better. But I, I couldn't be more proud of, of our group and, and you know. Um, let's do a couple fun ones. I, uh, <laughs> this uh, you, You're aware of this fake Bob Motzko on Twitter? It yes. was fake Don Lucia, I believe, before he was fake. Same, same kind of group? I think it's the same guy. Right, okay. Um, it's pretty great. Have you ever checked this out? Oh, like his, uh, I, I no, I won't follow him, but my wife does. And, he doesn't. And there's my nothing, daughter. There's nothing mean spirit is no, actually quite wonderful. He's funny. He like let's compare your real day with what he said you did. So um this would have been uh this would have been before the BU game. He does wake up and says, Sucks to be you. Just that's his life. He says, so did was this at all like your time in Tampa? Wake up. Breakfast at Perkins on Gulf to Bay Boulevard, chocolate chip pancakes, yoga session, conduct final elite coaching prep session of the season, dominate, win, put on a new T-shirt and hat, pose for picture at center ice. This is kind of like this is how his he envisions it for you. Yeah. Um, I do like he said uh, he he fake Bob Motzko seems to enjoy jet skiing. And he's partial to Dippin' Dots. Do you ever? Are there Dippin' Dots what? at Mariucci? No, I'm, no. Not, I'm not a Dippin' Dot. Yeah, or or a jet ski, or and or, sweater vests. You like well, the sweater vests, yeah. though, right? I I do. He, he I, thinks, I'm cold. I get cold. I mean, I'm actually freezing on the bench. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. Are you superstitious? Like when you? Uh, no, you don't do the same tie stuff and all that. Yeah, I kind of have some. I, I'm not. I have some quirks. If we lose that tie is going to, you know, I'm going to, it's going to go in the back of the, you know, I'll bring it out a month later and, some, you know, dumb things, but nothing. I don't wake up every day with super, super. Do you have a routine that you're very regimented on though? Game day? Like if something kind of goes awry at the rink or something, that's a yeah, issue or not. I mean, you, it's, you want things the way you want it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, um, I, our biggest routine for me is is Monday through Thursday. Okay, it, it, that's where I really have, I want our guys in a routine our, on our, our Monday through Thursday, our prep work to get ready for the weekend. Coaches will actually tell you like there is nothing worse on Friday game day, especially when you're on the road and your hotel is is you have to bust that you get to the rink two hours and fifteen minutes. You just sit there. It's some of the you know some drinks and there's no TV or anything. Right. At least at home we got we have the confines of home. Where mm -hmm. but uh, uh, Fridays are actually boring because you're waiting for the game. Our, our real work is Monday through Thursday, and that's where I like the routine. Uh, and and we we keep our guys on a, on a on a schedule, and we try not to deviate off our schedule unless tweaks need to be made to it. So Frozen Four in St. Paul. Um, a lot of guys coming back. Um, I, Cooley's quote was "one last go at it," which I, I like. You got a bunch of a bunch of players that are staying. You've got some seniors or goaltenders back. Do you feel you even open up at the X? I think against St. Thomas in a in a weekend series, right? Um, is that is it kind of like on the grease board already? You it, know, um, it'll it'll. We, we won't like I don't we don't talk about championships and, and we talk about our journey that has to start at the start of the year and, 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 and get our team playing our, you know, stay healthy and be playing our best hockey at the end of the year. And then we'll have a chance at that thing. I mean, is it in the back? You, you don't take the job and know that that's our job is to, you know, get, you know, we, we go after championships, you know, in, in, in banner year, you know, we call it banner season when you're playing in your playoffs and, and your regions and uh, and you're going for it when you coach this program. And, and so many programs now are doing that. So um, 
is it a little special that it's in St. Paul? There's no question. I mean, I, I was on the bench and, you know, as an assistant in 2002. That might have been one of the greatest sporting events that, that I, I'd ever been. And I w- was not at the 87-91 World Series, which to me would have been, you know, the best. But that, that can't be far behind that overtime win. I uh, I was at the, that game, too. I thought the roof was going to pop off of Excel <laughs> when Kowalska – did the Polish leap into the bench and uh, yeah. to tie it? It was it was unbelievable. So it will be if we can get there on the journey. It'll be it'll be electric. Hey, what what's uh what's Bob Motzko the dude like in the summer? Like not the coach. I know you're the coach all the time and you're very busy, especially in June. But like, are you listening to Twins games on the radio? Are you a boat guy? Are you a golfer? Like, what are you? What, what's the dude? Who's well, the man behind the, uh, you know? The... Uh, I, I do like the lake. I, I do like to be on the boat. And uh, I'm, I'm an awful golfer. Uh, I, I used to be a bad golfer. Now I'm just an awful one because I don't go much. Um, I, I went for the first time in two and a half years. I went a week ago and it wasn't pretty. No. Um, I keep threatening to get back into it. Um, you should play with us, then you'd be fine. Yeah, we're, it's not good. Uh, if we break a hundred, we're thrilled. That's kind well, of the zone well, we're in. We're in. Okay, okay. <laughs> but thirteen holes. Yeah, thirteen holes. That's about all that, we like. Yes. <laughs> We'd be right there uh, with you. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, you know what? You know, I'm at that where my my youngest son just graduated. So really, for the last. It was following kids. It was, you know, baseball and in in junior hockey tryout camps, and you know, your kids occupy your time. Um, and and so my wife and I are heading toward uncharted waters, where you know we're the empty, we're, we're, yeah, and it's an experience, and, and yeah, it's, <laughs> we're heading down that path right now, and and uh, um, I like I we do like to travel, and and I mean it might be the Black Hills, you know, nothing. You know, it's not going to be extravagant all the time. But what uh, kind of music you listen to? Like, if you're on the boat, I, what are you listening to? I, well, on the boat will be country. Good. Yeah, Good. it'll be country. Um, you know, we could do a whole show on 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 music because I just look at the generation of music we grew up with. Yeah, that, amazing. And then I I don't know what there is now. Like, but what we had. <laughs> well, it it's it's truly unbelievable to have. You know, whether it's Guns and Roses, Poison. Led Zeppelin, um, I mean, all of it, Cheap Trick, all of it, like, Poison, Cinderella, um, it was all happening, you know, uh, it's amazing. Then you had U2, you had, I mean, it's crazy. So uh, maybe streaming's ruined that, who knows? I, one thing I do, um, like, I like Vegas, but I'm not a gambler. I'm not a gambler at all. Uh, but I love going to concerts in Vegas, and a lot of the, the goes through, and like, uh, I went to Cool in the Gang, you know, nice. a handful of years ago. Like, yeah. celebration. We, we had we had ticket like you know, Cool in the Gang, but it was awesome. Uh, and, and saw Foreigner and Cheap Trick there, and because they're smaller venues, right. and some of the old bands come through. Yep, uh, that to me is awesome. Um, well, we'll wrap up here, but I wanted to, you know, I've noticed um, the phrase "Pride on Ice" is very much back on the program. I think you see that with these guys choosing to stay, favor the rest of them. Uh, five sections of students at Mariucci. Um, I think if you reached out to the alumni, you made an active effort probably yeah. to reach out. To, so what has happened to kind of restore the raw? I mean, it, something's <sighs> changed. All this bitching about the Big Ten seems to kind of, like we're we're getting to a point of, it's it's coming back. What's crazy was the student sections how they since COVID, you know, is in the like our student section sold out in three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a week ago that they announced yeah. that. Um, before they said it used to take all summer. So that's something that I don't think that's just hockey. Yeah. I just think that they're you know uh, school spirit. You know um, the. You know, it's a great event, but it's there's a buzz about that right now. Our student section, our football games is is fabulous. Um, there's a great buzz, but I, this might be happening all over. But this is our world that, that we live in here in the Twin Cities. We're just in a good spot right now. Um, 
there's a good buzz. We're 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 along for the ride and and try to keep it going as as as, as long as we can. We have we and COVID hurt all of us in those efforts, but we've reached out. We we're doing a lot of things with our alumni. Um, we had special events going on with them, of course, the golf tournament every year, and they're excited. They they want to be a part of it, and and what a great showing too for our alumni. And obviously, John Masich makes the trip with us out to to Tampa, but there were they were everywhere. They were yeah. Like the national championship teams, they were everywhere. Yeah. And that Splitsville in Tampa was filled with gophers. Yeah. So it's it's no. been cool. Oh. It's been cool. Has NIL or transfer portal been as big a deal as people on the outside think it is? Or or yeah. is it just another thing to kind of absorb and swallow? Five years from now, it's going to be a thing to absorb. It's going to be part of the world. Because I, I don't – I hope they change the, the, the timing, you, you know, the – I, I'd like them to start it after the Frozen Four, you know, because those t- those of us that were playing, yeah, you're but at we, a this two years in a row now, we haven't gone into the portal. Um, um, we just like a year ago at this time, uh, you know, we lost we lost a lot of players to to signing. We had a couple of kids go in the portal. Um, we lost a hundred and some goals, and we were debating like, to, do we go into the portal? But we liked our recruits, and I didn't know we were doing, you know, I. I like I, I went with my gut. You just I liked our recruits. I wanted to stay loyal to them, so we brought ten freshmen in, and and they were terrific. Um, and so there's going to be a day that we go in the portal. There, there's no question that that I'm not. Um, I don't think you can avoid it, but um, it, it's a crazy world right now. Really, and and really crazy in football and basketball. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, the question I had is, like, with junior hockey, obviously, with your background in that, uh, do you see anything changing in the next five years? Whether, like, the CHL or, <sighs> or you know, obviously the USHL's well, got it dialed in, but do you see any it, changes, maybe? I don't. How can you, I mean, uh, how can you, how can guys be making more money in college college sports right now, and then you're going to say, you know, they, they can't be eligible because they don't make much money up there mm-hmm. in, in major junior. I, I don't know how you would stop it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it, everything's in the courts and that's, what's changed everything are our, right. our, our lawsuits and you know, all those decisions and are far above my head, but. Who are some of the big personalities in the gopher room? I watched this fish on the jumbotron at Tampa. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, I mean, I, he should make a career out of that. He was so funny. Who are the guys coming back that kind of, when you walk in as a coach, you're just like, here we go. Well, our, our coach's room is, you know, we're just off of the locker room, you know, uh, 12 feet away. But we hear Brodzinski every day. <laughs> what does he say? He stirs a pot wherever he can. He, you know, and he'll probably, he'll probably go to, you know, whoever's turn it is, he's coming your way. And you'll hear the dumbest arguments. <laughs> God, they had one going this year, and I can't remember it now, but it was – they're going to text me, and I wish I could come back and tell you what they were arguing. You got dumber listening to it? Uh, it, it yeah. <laughs> you know, the things that they get into. Uh, you know, Jackson Nelson, very quiet farm kid from Laverne, very quiet around me, but I heard he's absolutely one of the guys that that, that kind of stirs the drink as well. But, but you know – uh, there's a lot of characters in that room, yeah. um, and sometimes are the players that I have no idea that they're like they're quiet around coach, but and then I'll hear no, they're not at all, and it 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 always shocks me. I love it. You're shrinking the rink this year. It'll be smaller, right? A yep. hybrid. Yep. What is a hybrid? Uh, it's like in between Olympic and NHL, right? You're maybe seven and a half feet wider. We're gonna we're gonna be eight. I think eighty nine feet. So and, and it all had to do because of the water level, and and I, you know, I don't think you know, no one's going to care with it another year from now. But let me tell you know the Olympic rink was a fad that came in. I believe now there and there, there used to be a dozen in college hockey because of think, the miracle on ice, right? Yeah, it was it, that was the it thing. It kind of happened. I think there's only going to be Saint Cloud might be the only one left, uh, and I could be off on that. But I heard Northern's changing theirs. I know New Hampshire changed theirs. Mankato got rid of theirs. Um, but it, 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 it does create more offense to be on the smaller sheet, believe it or not. Like I always say soccer, soccer, you know, they can, 
play one nothing all night long. And, and the bigger the the ice sheet, the farther the puck is from the net. Um, so it, it's and that's what we have to you know win championships at the end. And, and um, it's going to be a good move. A little hybrid, so we'll still have a little more ice out there. Two hundred you know two hundred square foot more than 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 everybody else that that will will help us. But it's going to help our game. It really is. It's going to help our players want it. it any player wants it. NHL, you know, you know, we're going to have a lot of draft picks over the years. I think uh, they're going to want their players on it. So it, it's a real positive move. Uh, last question for me: um, you've you've really kind of brought a little blue collar to the Gopher program. One of the things I've noticed, and what do you what is what do you want Gopher hockey to be? Right. So if if another coach is shaking your hand in the handshake line or whatever, like what do you want consistently? your version of gopher hockey to look like they they were in a battle that night you know they you know you shake hands and, and the gophers brought a fight they they brought it to the game that night and and we that is our sport you know grit and you know grit and grease and and you're you're seeing it in the stanley cup you know how, how those players sell out to to be successful um Yes, the game changes in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, a lot of pressure on those officials, but they they let some stuff go. It is so hard. Every inch of ice is fought for, and but fans like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, it's, you you want to have a little grit grit in your game and a little snarl in your game. And and uh, what was your thing? Forty five seconds of hell was that at your introductory press conference? That's what the shift was. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> well, hey, man, we're happy you're here. Yeah, we're we, happy. We hope the journey continues into downtown St. Paul. Um, I am thrilled uh, that the RAW has been restored. We got the students coming back. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank Kevin you very much. Right, thank you. Guys, thanks for doing this and talking Gopher Hockey. It's been awesome.